Welcome to the Nurture Hub Pregnancy and Birth Podcast with your hosts, Shari Lyon and Nicola Lay. Together, we bring over 30 years of experience in working with women and partners through education, breathing, mindfulness, and evidence-based information, and nurturing you through this transformation into motherhood. Join us on this journey as we connect with women and partners, mentoring, supporting, and navigating the ups and downs of becoming parents. Welcome to episode 34 of the Nurture Hub Pregnancy and Birth podcast. We are so excited because today we have a special guest in our, we've got a studio, we're calling it a studio, um, our Nurture Hub studio here. We'll, uh, we'll have to put a post up of our little setup. I know. Um, we have the beautiful Emily here. Emily is a client of mine and did the Hypnobirthing Australia course with me this year and I wanted to bring Emily on to share her birth story with us because... I'm just itching to hear about it. Oh. I'm really itching. Welcome. Welcome. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and share it with you. I know. it's So your baby girl, Ayla, yes. how many weeks is she now? She'll be 13 weeks this coming Thursday. Beautiful. So today's Tuesday. Yes. So Aww. you're kind of coming out of the... The haze. The haze. I don't know. I've been told it never ends. Well, you're finding your feet is what I mean. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd love to just hear a little bit about, well, your journey, um, starting from your pregnancy. How did you find pregnancy? Honestly, I had a really positive experience. I I, I mentioned this just to you earlier. I was someone that was always petrified of falling pregnant giving birth and I I'm 33 and I'd put it off for so many years and my husband he's uh, five years older than me and you know it was kind of that time where we were starting to plan I guess and I was actually starting to do like those ovulation tests and it was like the first month and um funny enough I was already pregnant Wow. Little did I know. So that's how it kind of found out. Like I started getting a really sore boob and I said to <laughs> Brett, I was like, I had had an ultrasound on it years ago and I'm one of those people, like I'm very health conscious. So if something is not normal in my body, I will get it checked, right? Yes. And I was like, oh, I might need to go get that checked again, maybe an ultrasound. Like It was nothing years ago. It was just a, a, not a cyst, but like a, like a fibrous tissue yeah, type thing. Yeah, it was mm. nothing. And um, he's like, just do a test, like, because we had been obviously like trying and doing this ovulation test for like a week. And I was like, come on, babe. <laughs> like and I had actually gone out with a girlfriend that weekend, like on the Friday night. And I said, it was on Saturday, Sunday. I was like, mate, I'm not doing a pregnancy test right now. I'm not in the right headspace. If I find out I'm pregnant and I'm hungover kind of thing. <laughs> I think, I think many, that has happened to many yes. of us. It happened with both my children. So, yes. so yeah. I think I relate to that it ha- too. It happens. And I was just like, I was like, okay, because he's someone that can't wait. Like he's like bang, bang, needs to know now. So <laughs> I took the test and it literally those two lines came up straight away and I was just like what the hell and he was just ecstatic and it was like wow this is actually happening so skip forward to like I guess that first because I found out quite early it must have been about three weeks two three weeks even Mm -hmm. um and the first trimester I have to say I was quite lucky I was Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it because I know so many people that go through the struggles with that first trimester. Um, I was 
doing personal training at the gym then. So I was still doing early mornings and I, you know, I'm in tight clothing. I'm still <laughs> act, like very active. And um, so it was very hard for me not to, I guess, mention that I was sick or anything. I never got yeah. sick. It was like more nauseous. Yeah, that feeling of being yeah. hungover all the time. Yeah, like I never physically was vomiting, but like the smell of the PT room would put me off because someone would be like putting something in the microwave and it was like meaty. Or, oh, and I'm I remember that. Right? And funny enough, in that first 12 weeks, I also, my craziest food aversion was I started craving meat. And for me, I'd been pescatarian for the last four and a bit years. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> no way. But I listened to my body. So anyway, so smells was a huge thing. Um, and obviously not. I started wearing clothes when I was training. When I say clothes, I was, don't get me wrong. I wear clothes when I train. <laughs> <laughs> I wear clothes when I train. But I was no no longer wearing just a crop top. Yeah. And um People were saying like, well, not once they found out, they were like, oh, I just thought you were like enjoying COVID too much or something <laughs> like that because I had lost like I, I was quite lean. So I'd lost all that. But um, yeah, so the first 12 weeks, I guess, was not bad compared to some. Yeah. Um, and don't feel guilty for that. Yeah. I, I was exactly the same. And then you kind of feel like you can't say that to another woman. Exactly. <laughs> Who yeah. is like Nicola. Like me, who had HG. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm always embracing everybody's yeah. pregnancy because, yeah. you know, everybody has their journey. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's something that we've also got to really realise is that what's normal for one woman is not normal totally. for another. Yep. And I feel for those of you who are so sick, mm-hmm. but same with me, and I did the same thing and I started to question and be like, is this a healthy pregnancy? Mm. Is everything okay? Because then people say to you, well, if, you're, if you have morning sickness in the first three months, then that's a sign of a healthy pregnancy and I oh, wow. wasn't sick at all yeah um same yeah. different smells and things yeah. but um yeah so what led you into wanting to look at doing hypnobirth yeah um so as I said like I was always petrified of being um pregnant and giving birth and I am very open to holistic living and things like that and doing things naturally and um I guess for me, like, my husband does a lot of uh, personal development and everything and so, like, it's always been a part of our relationship and I know how strong the mind is, the mindset, and so I know that hypnobirthing was all about – it wasn't this woo-woo thing that people <laughs> think it is. I knew it was, like, a lot of to do with your mindset and breathing and things like that and that, for me, was enough to reach out to you. Um, I had seen my friend Emily Sky. Put, like talk about it and other people on, on social media and I was like okay this is the person who I wanted to do the course with so when I told Brett about it this is what I want to do because I would love to have a water birth and things like that um yeah that's what really led me to it because I really wanted to try and have a natural birth I didn't want to go down the intervention classes and how did you both feel each time you were going through each part of that course what what sort of was coming up for you what were you learning about that oh honestly like my biggest thing is I'm just so glad that Brett was op- – like, he's always open to things, but I'm so glad that he came because he – like, he was asking so many questions when on those two days that we were with you, Shari, and he learned so much. And, like, it was funny because I remember some of the questions he would ask and I would, like, put my head down kind of like <laughs> – like, because I would expect him to know that, but I know that he doesn't know that because he's a male. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I'm just so like grateful because it made him more confident too with not only like the birth but like my journey along the pregnancy and what I'm going through and things to help me through you know harder times and yeah so good I'm glad yeah you enjoyed it oh, and I yeah. find that actually once the birth partners get there yeah. and even within that first unit that first three hours it really I just their whole perception of what hypnobirthing is actually changes because I guess they just think everything is all about the hypnosis and yep. mind control and stuff. And it's just so far from that. It's, And that's what I love, actually. I do love seeing the birth partners and the body language yeah. changes. It does. It I does. actually know. It's like mm. they're all just like casually. like. And then I think it's when you also put those first like few birthing videos, it kind of like, whoa, this is what Comes my home girl's going to be doing. Yeah. Like it's, I think that's also a big realisation for them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, this is actually happening and this is what she's going to go through kind of thing. Uh, Yeah. And it also gives them such a good role, doesn't it? They really realise that this isn't just about my partner birthing. I've actually got something to do. I can actually do a job. And it's exhausting. Like, as I tell you my story, Brett was exhausted <laughs> like the amount of like uh, reassuring and the like you know positive like reinforcing in me like he was exhausted by the time I was yeah. done <laughs> so it, it is a big job for them as well yeah yeah and it. what did you find you were drawn to technique wise like what was your routine for practice um, yep. after you did the course so for me I was going into it with an open mind so for me I was just going to listen and absorb everything that you said and then kind of take what sat well with me because um, not everything like and I mean there's so much that you you teach it's like you can't do everything so no. for me my biggest thing that got me through my labor and birth was the two easiest and it was the deep breathing and affirmations like just mm-hmm. constantly talking like not even looking at the cards I had my favorite cards and stuff like that but for me it was just every time that surge come on I it was the simple words I can do this I can that is that was a simple and that's what got me through your own so good literally it's probably one of the biggest things that I teach right in that first unit Mm. is the power of your own Mm self-talk the moment you would know being a personal trainer Mm. As the, the moment someone tells themselves that they can't do something, they won't. 100%. And, but if you are determined, and it's not to say it's easy, the more you can push yourself through, yeah. like you're the only person that really can... Uh, the mind the mind will stop like the mind will stop before the body does so if you your, your mind, if you keep telling yourself that yes. you can do it, your body will keep doing it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and I get it. I get people get to their limits. I absolutely know and understand that and we even as hypnobirthing mums we do reach limits at times and we're like nope can't do this get me out of here but then remembering but that that's always a transitional moments too that's it. Yeah, <laughs> literally. but then it's that's where the partners that's where I find the birth partners come in and they're the ones saying to you you can do this like let's just like Damien saying to me let's just do another five minutes like and that just changed everything for me in being able to go right okay five minutes I can do five minutes and it sounds like that's what Brett was doing for you as well just with that reassurance and when you have someone there that you love like and I think the like for me as well was one when they believe in you Mm. it makes you want to push further yeah totally and did he do some practice with you as well on the roll-up to your birth 
Yeah, like, I mean, I gave him his birth partner, like the birthing partner cheat sheet and stuff. So he had that beside his bed and I would always be like, have you touched that? Like, so he, <laughs> he was good. He was really good. Um, there's something I was going to say when you were talking about um, the reassurance and it'll come back to me so I won't think about it. But, um, yeah, no, he was really good. He And if anything, he was probably more on me to, hey, babe, this, this is – a bit like this is your big event like you need to make sure you need to be doing this all and that's why I messaged you quite early saying like I'm already doing my meditations and it was like I think I must have only been like in my week 20s or something and but that's because he's so like you need to do this like you can't just turn up on the day and be like this Good. is it. yeah so he was it really is a conditioning good. yeah massive, 100% you know and again you wouldn't understand that but um, do you mind if we ask you what uh, your choice of caregiver was and why you, you chose that model of care? Um, so like my OB was mm. the choice for me um, just because I had private health and so for me I did my research and the way I chose my OB, it was funny, um, my, my GP, she was like, you know, I had no idea who was good on the Gold Coast and I, I just said – she just gave me a few listings. Um, she wasn't on – like my OB wasn't on her list but I did my own due diligence and had a look around and um, what I liked in the private care um, sector, I guess you could say. And Catherine Mills was what came up for me at Pindara. Um, I've just always resonated, like being drawn to uh, women – in the health professional scene. Um, I know there's a lot of like gynecologists and OBs and stuff like that with men, but for me, I've just always been drawn. And even Brett knew like, you know, there's there's a male doctor or whatever OB that gets referred to a lot. And for me, I was just like, I'm just not into that. That's just personal preference. But um, yeah, I, I remember like the day that I was going to my doctors to get my referral, I'd already chosen who I wanted and on the way to work she actually came on the radio she's got an ad that Mm. constantly runs and I was (laughs) like oh this is a sign like this is just meant to be like and so that's how I chose her and she was open to like the hypnobirthing and stuff like that and just I don't know I just already had that drawn Mm. well it's good to hear that you looked into your options and I think that's something that we always advocate for is don't just go off the one referral that your GP gives you but to be able to know what kind of experience you want and then be able to search for someone that's going to be in alignment with that mm. and make you feel and and that's the thing the presence of a of a female obstetrician obviously sounds like you were more comfortable yep. with that um and that's great that you listened to mm. what you wanted um and yeah I've I've heard great things yeah. about yeah. about Catherine and I've got many couples actually with her at the moment so yeah. might yeah. have to get her on we will I think <laughs> I think so <laughs> So tell us about the first sort of stages of you going towards your late pregnancy into birth. What was that like for you? Um, so I finished up work quite early. So I think I came and saw you like, it was your last or second last call. Like it was December. I'm pretty sure I came and saw you for your second last or last weekend course. Anyway, um, I actually finished up a week or two before Christmas. And so I was hitting into that like third trimester um, and – I, because I've been doing fitness for 13 years this year, I'm always on, right? So for me, it was, I had to talk myself and be like, this is my time to actually just relax 
you know, listen to my body. I, I literally stopped doing my normal training. I just started like walking when I could. Things were getting a little bit more uncomfortable. I started going, like I saw um, Alison, my physio, a few times, um, got like pregnancy massages and stuff like that to help. So if anything, I was just tired. Like by the end, I was tired, getting a little bit nervous at times. But then I think also because of the practice I was doing with the hypnobirthing and, you know, going through, I was doing the meditations. I think it just, I didn't feel scared anymore. Like I was just like more at like peace with it because like, I'm not the only one that's given birth. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, this is just normal when my body is meant to do this. And that was something that I took away is always, you know, our bodies are designed to do this and your your baby work, you work together. So I don't know, I just had, kind of had this peace. I wasn't scared anymore. Um, Beautiful. And yeah. Oh, so tell me about the first stages when you knew yeah. that you were starting to go into, into labour. Well... Everyone kept saying to me, they're like, oh, like I posted a photo and everyone was like, well, you haven't dropped yet. You're, you've still got a, probably another two weeks. And this was, oh, it must have been about like 38 weeks when I posted that. And it was like, you've still got at least two weeks, you know, you, and you, it's your first baby. You, you're probably going to go over. And I was like, okay, like I was just whatever. And I got to... 39 and 4 I think it was I woke up I I was doing a few of the things so like obviously having sex I was doing my walking I was just trying to do things naturally I didn't want to like bring on anything like too soon just let baby do what she wanted to do but um I woke up on Wednesday morning and it was like 6 a.m and I was like you know gonna get up nice and early I lost my mucus plug that morning and I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, it was such a, like, very detailed. I'm very TMI. But, like, it was just <laughs> such a weird feeling. I was like, well, that's cool. Like, something's happening. And I was actually booked in to see Catherine that morning for my second last, maybe, appointment, depending on how far I was going um, through with the pregnancy. And I said to her, I was like, look, I've lost my mucus plug. Um, I'm not going to come in this morning. Like, do you mind if I come in, like, this afternoon? hoping that there was some sort of progress progression over the day she's like yep come to the birthing birthing suite between three and five kind of thing so we nothing really happened over the day we just did things as normal went for a beach walk and then I went in to see her and the midwives just had me like strapped up did a bit of like monitoring on baby and me um nothing was really happening Catherine came down and saw me and she's like um because I didn't want vaginal exam so I was like no like I don't want to do anything yet I don't want to see how far I am um if I was any and she was like well basically from that like you could be back here in an hour you could be back next week there's really like no time frame from losing a mucus butt and so we were in our head like oh cool we've probably got like another week up our sleeve or whatever we leave at five o'clock and within two hours I had my first surge so at 7pm, we're at home and it just came on and I was like, oh, I think that was like, it was quite like intense, right? It wasn't like this like slow thing. It was like quite intense. I was like, and then it came again and I said, to, and he started like tracking it. So he got the phone out <laughs> and he's been, he was doing it. And I think it was by then it was like 10 to 12 minutes apart and lasting for about 45 to 60 seconds then. 
And then within like five hours, he'd still been tracking it. So like I was going to sleep in between and I'd wake up every time there would be one and he'd be like, oh, oh, like getting his phone and he was just like another lap press. like. And he said that was exhausting because it was like we're waking up like constantly. And then I think there was a point that I didn't know. I kind of felt like it went a lot shorter, the surge in between and um, – we waited for the next one then rather than falling asleep and it was it was down to about like five minutes and um we rang the hospital and we just said look this is what's happening um can you make sure that there's a like a birthing suite for us because we'll be in tonight like early morning so it started to get more intense but I wanted to stay home it was funny like I just felt really comfortable at home and I had the salt lamp next to my bed and I was just like breathing through the surges and in the dark room and it was just I don't want to say it was easy but it was just comfortable because the environment I was in and um he was like no I think we gotta go like because he, he's like worried that we're gonna have this baby like in the car or something and I said to him the whole time I was like it's fine like the hospital is literally like five minutes down the road and if we do like if things do get intense it's the middle of the night like there's no one on the roads like you can fang it if you want (laughs) anyway so we ended up leaving at 3 a.m at home he's like filming everything because he's like right this is it like it's all happening he was filming everything like my surges and everything and they're on his phone but um yeah we get to the hospital and they get us in the room and already like the room was set up with the salt lamp so that because they knew that in my birth preferences that that's what I was wanting um but the weirdest thing, you know, that transition of like night to morning, it was like you've just walked out of a nightclub. Like <laughs> <laughs> literally that feeling like without the seagulls, yes. like in the morning, it was like the light was started to come through the blinds and we started like um, the the bath or the pool, we were starting to fill that up and it must have been around like seven, I think it was. And um I remember it not being warm enough and I was like I got them in and I was like this just doesn't feel like it feels like too lukewarm and she's like oh yeah it doesn't feel that good how's this like I'm in labor by this time I've started at so almost 12 hours like since my first surge and then she's like we can move you to another birthing suite and we've like set up everything and I'm in my head I'm like is this really happening like you're ruining my like (laughs) my happy like concentration yeah my bubble (laughs) and then she's like oh we can get the maintenance guys in to like check and I'm like I'm like no pants crop top on (laughs) ready to hop in this birthing pool and you're like want to get the maintenance guys to come in and suss out the temperature I was like no I'm okay um so I ended up doing it anyway hopping in and I must have been in there for a couple of hours and again the photos look looking back on it just look so beautiful like just so relaxed and there was a point I had to um I had to be on a certain side because she kind of turned a little bit um, heading to the back. Like, so she started going a bit posterior. So I lay and I managed to get her back around, which was good. Um, but I was, the reason I hopped out of the bath, not only because I was getting cold, is my feet were like monster, like that wrinkled. They look like monster feet. <laughs> I was like, oh my. And so then I was in the bath, like trying to get my feet out though. And I was like, okay, this isn't happening. So I hopped in the shower and that was. I could have that as hot as I want. But then my surges started slowing down because I was so relaxed. I was like, hang on a second, I haven't had one in a while. And, I was like, and the midwife said, 
they're like, I think you're just a little bit like comfortable in there now. So I actually mm. had to hop out. Um, and it wasn't until 11 a.m. was when I took my first vaginal exam. Um, and I kept saying to Brett, like, and I was trying to not get out of that positive mind frame, but I kept saying to him, I'm like, I don't want to sound negative or anything and I don't want to sound like this has been easy, but I don't think I'm going to be in active labour because it's been manageable. Like, And it, it had been because I was doing my breathing and when I did my breathing, and I'm going to do it because it sounds – I did like the, the animal type yes. of like the real <gasps> – like in and then when I was out it was like that's great (laughs) literally like I'd breathe in and I'd hold it and then I'd do the big like that and that was my breathing and it like brilliant it was yeah it was so like get the check from the breathing (laughs) it was honestly like and it got me through all of those surges and I was on my ball and um yeah and so I said I probably am not going to be in active labor and she did her first poke and um, it was she's like we're five centimeters because I said to like I said yes I want to know because she goes do you want to know because in my preferences I said I either didn't want to know um unless I asked mm-hmm. or um tell Brett because I just I didn't want that like disappointment yeah. yeah and I was like cool I was happy I was in active labor I was halfway there so she's like we'll check again in two hours I'll come back at one and I was like, cool. So I just kept going through the motions, like, you know, my affirmations, I can do this, like so simple, but it was like, I can do this. And Brett was, you know, rubbing me, touching on the ball, breathing, doing all of that. Even, I even was eat like having lunch, bits and mouthfuls from the hospital in between. Um, yeah, it was, it's weird. It's like, you know, they say when that surge goes, it's literally like nothing's happened. And it really is. Like you can do anything, like in yeah. those few minutes of... Um, peace I guess you could say um so by how far apart were your surges by this stage um they were still around that five minutes okay. yeah, yeah I think so from memory because again like it it gets to a bit blurry it does that's why again. the photos are good to reflect yeah. back on it does get really blurry and especially like when that transition stage happens I'm just like even now I still to this day ask Brett questions like what happened when I did this or like when this was like what I still ask him questions because it's like I some some things are just like, I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, like that transition stage. And did they were they quite good at like leaving you alone? Yeah, they were yeah. honestly real. Like I mean, there was a lot of uh, shift changeovers and stuff, and there was new faces. But to me, I didn't even like. I, without sounding rude, I didn't give them the time and day. I just stayed in my own like thing. Right. There was someone new there. They wanted to strap me up put the thing on and if that thing was annoying me I took it off yeah. I was like take it like this is annoying me and I just take it off and they didn't they weren't like good, they good. weren't like forceful with that um one of the midwives I in the early stages I was very like I had like a, I guess a connection with because she loved the idea of hypnobirthing and she's like she just said you are doing amazing she's like I have seen it so many times now and I know it works and so she was so when she when I was in the shower I remember her coming in to say goodbye like finishing her shift and I almost got emotional like because I'd built this like bond with her and when she left I just remember like in the shower like trying not to get emotional because I was like oh you're gonna be another new person now that's probably like the only downfall with a long labor is you you have you start seeing so many faces. That's right. I remember that really well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so then 1 p.m. comes and 
Catherine actually couldn't make it at 1pm and I was just so like I wanted her but then the midwife that I was had the connection with she asked if she could do it and because I'd built that like connection I guess relationship in that time with her on her shift I allowed her to check um and she checked and I could almost just see from the look on her face that I hadn't progressed and so when she said do you want to know I said yes and she said she just shook her head and I I immediately got emotional I did I was like you know like oh my god like these last two hours like we've been for nothing and then I started getting like really like down and Brett was like that's when Brett was like no babe this is okay you've got this um and then I just said well what's the next kind of step from here and it was the membranes like being broken so you call it mm-hmm. membranes or mm-hmm. yeah water's broken mm-hmm. um and so I agreed to it but I was I did I asked is it the brain brain yep so I did that I asked like you know all the pros and cons what's gonna like because I'm very like if it's happening to me I want to know everything right Mm. so I asked everything and she just said basically what I took from it is when it happens things are going to get intense but it will happen a lot quicker like baby will be here a lot quicker Mm -hmm. I was like cool by this stage I was like exhausted because remember I woke up at 6 a.m not thinking that it was going to be my last (laughs) sleep in (laughs) so I got up all ready to go and then went to the toilet and my mucus plug came out but um yes so I've been going for that long and we broke the waters and I literally think within 20 minutes things just kicked off oh yeah like good yeah really intense yeah it really and then so this is where things just start going like blurry and a little bit crazy and we had our book there and it was like the stages of labor and it was like when I started going like because this stage I had an older lady midwife and I just remember her like so the door of the birthing suite was there and she was to the the right of the door and she just stood there with like a book just observing like writing anything that was happening and she was great and because that was because it was minimal talking like no like all of that stuff it was honestly really respected with my preferences um and then I remember screaming like I should have just had the fucking epidural like I and then Brett was like whoa like this is this is the transition stage like because I started like like and um like literally like I just remember and that that's what I was gonna say before when I said I couldn't remember it was the whole time in my pregnancy Brett was like I'm so nervous when you go into labor that you're gonna hate me talking because like when he does his like um like his not like when he does his like motivational talking to me and and his um uh all of that stuff like he literally, like, I'm like, oh, like, it's his voice. It's my husband. It's like, I can't listen. Like, he goes, you can listen to anyone else. I'm like, yeah, but you're my, like, and he was worried that in, like, uh, labour that I wouldn't be able to handle him doing his reinforcement. like Receive his suggestions. Yeah. And I, he said to me, he goes, you were absolutely amazing. The only, I remember in the transitional stage, he was, like, trying anything, um, I tried to have earphones with um, the the content. Yep. Oh, yeah. From, from, the affirmations? From, yeah, or yeah, yeah. No, it was surge the, of the sea. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I remember going, no, nah, get her out. I can't listen to her. Like, it, I couldn't listen to yeah. her. And I remember I just said to him, I was like, babe, I think we should stop with the whispering now. That's all I said to him the whole time. Rather, like, because he was scared I was going to yell at him and be like, 
because I hear it like people are like just fuck off like don't <laughs> yeah. touch me and I'm just like I was com- I was surprised that I didn't um and then yeah I just remember it getting like quite intense from there and um I tried to sit on there was like that weird stool oh like, yes the stool that was painful and then I remember like going I think I need a push I think I need a push like I started getting that like pushing I think I need a poo like pressure mm-hmm. um and that felt like that happened really quickly um because again like you can't even grasp time in that mm. moment like three hours went by and I was pushing and it didn't felt like 20 minutes kind mm. of thing um and then I remember trying the peanut ball on the bed that didn't work like I was just everything was painful um I tried I did try the gas for a couple of surges, but because of my breathing, I was so... Yes. I felt so restricted and confined yes. on that little tube and I was like, fuck that, like, I yeah. couldn't do it. I literally threw it. Did you like, feel sick with it? No, but I just, it didn't work for me. Like, no. I just felt so, re- like, restricted and by this stage I was laying on like had my knees over the top of the bed so I was like leaning over yeah yeah um because I was exhausted like Mm. I literally was exhausted and then I think um from memory next thing I know Catherine's there and my legs like were shaking and I'm starting to push and I was on my back and Brett knew that like that was like the one thing I didn't want was being on my back yes had they got you on your back or was that a position that you put yourself in and I, stayed there? I don't, don't know. know. Mm. Don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, it was because of my legs. I remember that because my legs were shaking. Um, and I started cramping. My hamstrings were cramping. And I just remember being on my back. I had Brett on one side. I had the older lady midwife on this side. And they had both their hands up. And when a, like, surge would come, I – they were – getting me to push against their hands because I couldn't pull myself mm-hmm. how they were trying to get me to pull my – because I was pushing away every mm-hmm. – I was pushing away every time that push yes, had to come from me. Came. I was like supposed to be pushing and pulling myself down but I was pushing away because I was so scared, mm-hmm. like that feeling. Yes. Um, and then Brett was just like, she needs to get on her knees. Um, and so they were like, but she's she's exhausted, she's cramping. And I remember that I let out this massive scream or it felt like a massive scream when I had my hamstrings just cramp up. I got onto my hands and knees on the bed and from there I just remember like pushing, like every time a contraction or surge came I would almost like go down. That sounds exactly like what I did. It's so – like I wasn't like on a bridge for fours. No, you pushed back – Yeah, like – like a frog, almost yes. like down into a frog position. Right. Yeah. And I but looking back on it, like I I know that Brett was exhausted and he was more like excited. Like he was down the other end and <laughs> and I saw bits of footage that he had in his pocket that got me because I started following this lady on Instagram. She's I don't know if you've ever come across her, the naked doula in the UK. Oh yes. She's grown like yes. so I was like she only had like a thousand followers when I started following her and she I learned so much from her she was like um one thing I always remember floppy face floppy fanny yes <laughs> and yes. the whole time I was through labor I made sure no clenching of the jaw because it allowed more space in my pelvis mm-hmm. I, I did all that 
But looking back on the video in my pushing stage, I was I felt like I was squeezing my face yes. and I was like, oh my God, like I wasn't doing floppy face, floppy <laughs> fanny. <laughs> but I managed to push her out in 40 minutes. Yeah. Because um, it's not easy pushing a baby no. out. So I think that's where like instinctively you just got to do what works for you. And, and be- your story just sounds so similar to mine really? in so many ways, like in the length of time. Yep. in Because yeah. I don't even re- – like because – it might, because I, I think because you're like you, you're wanting help from around you, but in my preferences, I it was like no pushing prompts. Yes, but it reassurance. And is oh nice. my god! And I was like, am I doing this right? I don't know if I need to be pushing now, like kind of thing. Because by this stage, I almost didn't feel the contractions when I was pushing because I was. I don't know it was like an out-of-body experience and I was like am I supposed to be pushing now and I just started like pushing when my body kind of felt like yeah you went into that primal feel inside your body literally Mm. I wasn't like and then um do you know how long you're pushing for 40 minutes yeah yeah so she because I was like I'm taking forever like I was so sorry Mm. to her and she's like why are you saying sorry I'm like I'm so sorry. Like it's taking so long. She's like, that's You're not doing long great. at all for the first time, to be honest. And yeah, she's that's like, good. No, I can see. Like I can see her. Like she's coming. And then she's like, I remember her saying, "Do you want to feel her? Like her head's there." And I went to put my hands through. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! Can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> and then Brett's down there, and he was he was like, "Wow, like this is fascinating." And then um, I think I then remember being scared of the crowning, um, but to be honest. I don't remember, like, I think I might have let it, Brett said maybe like a little, like, ow, squeal, but nothing. He said it's, he goes, when you got to that point of pushing, he said it was actually peaceful. I wasn't screaming. I was just doing the breathe in and then I'd come down and push down. And that's, and I just remember having like this moment where I was like, I need to get this baby out. And you just do all this might of just pushing. And all I remember... (laughs) Catherine's saying it's just just like you're doing a big poo, Em, just like you're doing big poo. And then I remember looking down and I was like, there's poo. Can you, I was like, can you get that? Oh, bless you. <laughs> I was like, I'm pooing myself. And they're like, no, it's the tiny, don't even worry. And it was like, I was like, oh, my God. It was my worst, like, fear happening. And then she's like, oh. she, she was like, no, no. And then because um, – and then I remember seeing all the blood and I was like, oh, my God, it's like a murder scene. And then once she came out, she actually came out with her hand up near her head. Uh-uh. And so she flung her arm out when because she, she's always in her scans had her hands at the face. So she's just always had You're it there. Superman. She literally came out. Brett said it was the weirdest thing, like seeing her like open and then her hair, <laughs> hand and head and then. And I'm like, would I, is that why I may have talked? Like I had a bit of tearing. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She because yeah. she did. Yeah. If they come out Superman, yeah. or they call it the Superman. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely yes. wasn't a perfect yes. circle. Yeah. So mm. I did have um, second degree tear, but it was very minor second degree. She said she she was even contemplating stitching it, but she said, "Look, I think you'll be happy if I do do it." Um, and it was funny because the only time I actually used the gas was then when because I hate needles, and she was doing the the local anesthetic and then she was doing the stitching and stuff but I did also get to birth my placenta 
oh, officially. Um, so what was that like, you having that conversation with your obstetrician about that? Because just um, we just find it's just such common practice now that active management is recommended with a syntocin and shot. And, yeah, so what – did you have that conversation with your obstetrician yeah, before? Yeah. Okay, yep. great. So she was very open to that. She's like, yep, that's fine. Like, And one of the things she did say, though, is um, if I wasn't iron deficient because – of the bleeding out so I'd always kept she always was checking me with my bloods and stuff throughout my pregnancy so everything was good with that so she wasn't worried at all um she let me like birth it for an hour and it was like bang on the hour she's like okay we need to get this now because I think I was I didn't get I well I obviously was because it still birth but I didn't feel those surges anymore like I think I was just in my happy like the bubble baby's here um no yeah yes can I can I get you to go back though just this little minute because I know Vaughn's like oh so yeah I know the head was there and then the hand and then what next (laughs) so because I was on my hands and knees Catherine was like this is this is why it's a little bit of a awkward position because now I needed to roll over with the cord hanging through and then get onto my back and I remember just getting onto my back and I still remember like that look where she looked up at me like with her little eyes and she was they put her on her chest I just remember ripping my top down for my boobs out and got it a latch and it was just such a surreal moment like oh my god she's here and Brett's crying and it was just such a beautiful yeah it was honestly so beautiful um so yeah that was but then with the placenta thing I remember the midwife she was ready to inject me because I was bang on that hour and Catherine was like no no I think I can see it coming like just give a couple more pushes. she's like can't you just pull it out and she's like no not doing that kind of thing and it came out and then she gave us a full demo of it I'll have to show you after because it is huge. Yeah. Oh, wow. It is huge. I remember like be, like size of a dinner plate, oh, like meaty. It is like a <laughs> steak. Yeah. Like, and she's like <laughs> she's like fully showed us where Ayla was and how it all happens in the sack. Yeah. Wow. And like, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. And, and you then, got all of that on ca- Brett got all of that on camera. Uh, well, when we first got to the hospital, they actually were like, "No, you can't film anything." And I was like, "What?" Like. It did say it in our hospital check-in thing, but he filmed what he could of me. But then when the pushing part come, he because he was we've been told that we couldn't. He kind of like put it in his pocket and got a lot of audio, which was still good to like forty minutes of it. It was still good to hear for me, hear it back, um, bits and pieces. Like the camera would come out. But, it's a bit um, of a shame. Yeah. It was because of, I I believe it's to do with, like, the nurses yeah, the having midwives. their face. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was a shame because I see so many people who do have theirs filmed. Mm. Um, and one of my girlfriends had her baby two weeks before me in the same suite and her mum, like, filmed her pushing. So I don't know. Like, can't change it knows, now. No. But – um. It's Next nice time. you got a bit of a documentary though. That's something oh, I just one of my biggest regrets. Is I remember you saying that. No, yeah. I didn't get one photo, not mm. one bit of footage or anything for Harley. I don't even have that first skin to skin. Like, oh, ours aren't great. Like the no, but it's still I can't get that. To, I can't give that to Catherine or good no. photography. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like you need to share it on your social media. Yeah, or anything, it's but for even you. just for you as a as a timeline to kind of and even sometimes like what I noticed when I did it with my second is just. 
because when you are in that transcendental state of active active labor where your oxytocin and endorphins are in some ways taking you away somewhere like you said it was mm. like an it's such a surreal experience it's like you're there but you're not you're not conscious of time awareness and things you're in it and it's so internal like you're you're just internalizing everything Mm -hmm. to then be able to look back and just be like I rocked that like look at me look at me go I'm so proud of myself because like I said at the start so scared of pregnancy and then birth and then to know that I did it drug-free um I literally probably like there's nothing that I would change about it like I was honestly really I guess lucky I don't know if that's what you want to call it but I feel like you worked at it you did yeah like like it wasn't like I just turned up to the race day and yeah you you did you know you did put the work in yeah so give yourself that like and look there is a lot of things that need to obviously line up to to be able to have a physiological birth like that but you know, you did the work, you made decisions in the moments that you needed yeah. to, like w- breaking your waters and that worked for yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, yeah, you were changing positions yeah. and I loved hearing about your breathing. Like, yeah, it, it so is good. such a – the breath. Oh, it honestly, down. yeah. It, and I say that right with the first session, the breath. If you only take one technique, yeah. it's the breath. And that's why I've, you know, worked yeah, with this beautiful woman here who then a lot of, you know, my parents and go on to yeah. promote them to well absolutely so, because a lot of women can't breathe very functionally from the offset so mm-hmm. and a lot of women know that they get anxiety mm-hmm. so the breath is your tool that guides you all the way through mm-hmm. um i definitely also like give credit to myself because it's like it's not just those nine months of my pregnancy that made no. me have the birth that i wanted i reckon it was because i've i live and breathe like health and fitness and I really take care of my inner health as well and yeah. I think it's a build-up over years and I'm 33, like I'm not young to have a baby but like I'm almost, I just feel like it, there's a lot to it than just that nine months, you know what I mean? Probably healthier than many 25-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me, um, is it the most, do you remember seeing Brett's face when when she arrived in the world? Do you remember seeing and, and like watching that emotional you know aspect of your partner like yeah I I think that's why I'm lucky to have those photos because I was it was just so surreal that she was here and he I do remember him having like tears of happiness and stuff like that but seeing it in the photos with her on my chest and then him look like us three together like it's so special and then even because I had that hour with her as I was birthing my placenta and then he got to have his hour as well and I was getting stitched up and and everything and I just remember being quite um high from the gas because the only time I had the gas was when she was doing my (laughs) stitches and stuff so I was like I remember saying some funny things and Catherine and Brett were laughing because I remember the the needle that she used it it looked like a fishing hook and I was like (laughs) just saying like real random funny (laughs) stuff as you do when you have that was the first time I've ever had it so but um yeah, it was just looking at those photos, even just him with her. I'll have to show you a photo too because, yes, she is his dead set twin, but the birth, like, the birth photo of her and him together, it is like a dead set ringer. Really? Aww. Mini him. Like, it's crazy. And how, how has he settled into being dad? He's honestly like a natural. I just – I hands down, he is so good. Like, 
he won't even pick up our dog poo, but he'll like clean a big poo <laughs> explosion of her. Like he dry reaches picking up our dog poo. He can't do that, but he will clean a big poo explosion. <laughs> he's all over it. Like he's honestly so good. Yeah. Aww. And he's been honestly like the best. I'm very lucky that he works from home now. Um, so I do have that luxury. I'm very lucky. Um, I really put my hands together for single parents I don't know how they bloody do it yeah literally even mums who don't have their husbands at home they go to work yeah I just it's tough it is really tough especially like again we've been lucky because we've not been fully sleep deprived we've not had that yet so um I could only imagine what it'd be like being a single mum, being sleep deprived not getting anything done because those first few weeks I was said to Brett I was like how how do you do anything? How do you turn up to appointments on time? You've got like a baby. In it. Like it's just like it was hard. It still is. Mm. She hates the car seat at times. She they hates do. the pram after 20 minutes. She Yeah, there's little things that I'm just like, girl, come on. <laughs> love it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah. And what's your postpartum um, recovery been like, especially after having the tear? Yeah, so I reckon I have to say this like TMI again, people – don't talk about that first week post no, like they don't my ass felt like it was dragging on the floor like <laughs> literally. Yes. I was in hospital for four days after like because that's what they offer um for vaginal birth and we we took up the four nights but by the end I was emotional and I just wanted to get out of there but I remember leaving the hospital room for the first time on day three and just to walk down the stairs and I went outside there's like a little park outside the hospital there just to get some fresh air and I was like walking and every step was like jiggle in my stomach because it was empty but it was still there and my bum and all down that region was just heavy and I was like oh my god like this is just wow people don't talk people don't tell about yeah I talk about that and I just remember saying to myself like I'm just so lucky that like I know what I need to do as this recovery goes on like Mm. um moving is so important like I remember like even those first few hours being on the bed after birth I was like I don't think I can get up my my that area felt so heavy and really hard to like get up I just felt like I needed to get up sooner than sitting there for like almost three hours um and I remember that first shower, the first yes, shit. Yes, the first shower. <laughs> oh. The first shit's great, but it's scary ass. Oh, gosh. It's like bracing yourself on the yeah. wall. Um, but that first shower too is very like overwhelming, like very. the blood loss and Seeing things like everything. that. And you're like – And uh, feeling your body. It just feels so different, yes. doesn't it? Yeah, like down there I was just like, whoa, like – It's a big change like yeah. from nine months of – yeah, to – yeah, I remember that the wobble of the yeah. belly, and you're like, "This is so strange." Yeah. Like, how did MDA. that come out of me? Yeah. yeah, that was in me like a few hours ago. Like that beautiful baby. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot to get your head around. Yeah, and like, if my biggest like advice for women when they people talk about that first poo. <laughs> Um, is listen and read what it says on the signs in the hospital. Like, because in the maternity um, rooms at my hospital, it's like literally step by step what to do. They've got the stools and everything. Our so, stools are great. Yeah. And honestly, it was a success. Like, I didn't have any pain. I was taking. Did you use your breathing again? 
Uh, no, not to that extent. That would have been <laughs> that's what I tell. That's what I tell like all my parents yeah. who do their practice. Is yeah, practice they're yeah. bearing down breath while doing a poo. Oh, so, I did when yeah. I was at home, like before I gave birth. But this one was more like just more re- telling myself to relax. Yes. Yes. No pushing. Yeah. No pushing. I was eating prunes. I was drinking pear juice. I was yeah, doing brilliant. everything, and I think it came like on day two, and when the um, midwives came in to check like have you done any still movement I was like yep and they're like good and everything good and I was like yep I was more worried about the stitches it wasn't so yes. much like that feeling of being heavy it was like the stitches I think but honestly I again recovery has been as good as I guess it could be um, I have ha- another thing that I would advise women post-birth is go see a pelvic floor physio because it like it is so important um and I've been doing that like I thought I had a prolapse but it wasn't it was everything's normal um been doing pilates once a week which is all new for me as well because I'm come from a very weights driven background um so this is all new for me doing everything relaxing and more Mm. Because, Nicola, how long did you say it can take for the body to recover after birth? And and this is a whole year. such an important message that women need to hear about that post-birth mm, A whole recovery. year. Mm. A whole year. Like almost – and, and, and beyond. I've got women that I've worked with in the past that have been two, three years. Yeah, wow. And and the thing is in you have your first baby and then the second baby is longer. Like, you know, you're, you've got to remember that it took nine months mm-hmm. to create this beautiful human. And then, you know, you have your, your birth – and then women just forget that we've got to look after ourselves on the other side. And the most important thing is I always think, just look at yourself like an athlete. And someone who goes and does a marathon, they do all the preparation to go into that marathon. They eat the right things, they see the physio, they get their massages, mm-hmm. they, they work up to it, they do their pacing of, of their running. And then on the other side, they'll go and get their massages, they'll do their magnesium, they'll go do their ice baths, they'll go Mm. get the physio. If they've hurt themselves, they'll go and get that recovery done properly. Mm. We have a baby, we're exhausted, and there's no getting around that because it's an exhaustion like you've never felt before, isn't it? Like, Mm. can you just bring the baby back in a few hours so I can just get asleep? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, bring her back tomorrow, I'll be all ready for her then. And then you've got to then do the breastfeeding, which mm. no one really prepares you for, which is a whole nother game play, whole isn't game, it? Yep. And and then you, you so you've got your boobs are filling with milk. You you know you've got this empty body. You're bleeding like mm-hmm. you you think, what wow, all this blood? When's it going to stop? You know you've got to get through your first poo. You've yeah. got to get up and start moving around. Your legs. You feel the weakest you've ever felt, yeah. even if you've been the fittest yep. you've ever been. Yep. And, and then we're expected to go home and just carry on as if we were all good. <laughs> and I still blows my mind that women then, especially on the Gold Coast here, when can I start running again? Mm. I'm like, holy mm. crap, like slow down. Yeah. Like respect your yes. body. Respect that pelvic floor. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And because yeah. I do so much plyometric, it was like – Plyometric training, sorry. Mm. It's just one of those things that it has to take a back seat. Like it's, I can do it now because I Mm. am 13 weeks post birth, but I've given myself 12 months to get back to a place of strength and and my new body that I'm happy with because I'm never going to have my old body. But 
I'm giving myself that time because yes nine months to build and grow this baby but also because you don't have all the time in the world anymore to do your training and you've got someone else to look after now so I'm giving myself that 12 months being kind to myself yes nothing fits me like it used to I know I'll get there I've still got about I don't know eight to ten kilos to lose if I want to get back to where I was pre-baby that might not happen who knows but the biggest thing is like be kind to yourself because I do like you just see it all the time and people said to me my whole pregnancy and I actually really it didn't sit well with me they were like oh you're gonna bounce back you know you'll be fine and I used to I actually used to rub me the wrong way because not everyone bounces back or what do they call it the snap back yeah something like that like even like celebrities you see them and they're posting a week later and they've got this like amazing body I'm like did you just even have like why are you I don't know it doesn't sit well with me and even just people saying you'll be you'll snap back after you'll look amazing and I'm like look don't even put that pressure on me like Mm. um and I think honestly that we look at a woman's body and we really forget what what that journey's been and you've created a human like it's a it's a miracle you created this human your body now has to feed your baby is now dependent on you Mm -hmm. looking after yourself and I always say to a postnatal mom if you want to breastfeed you got to let your body be soft. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to still feed it mm-hmm. like you're pregnant. You yep. still got to look after it. And I think a lot of women are expecting that, you know, just push push again and that 40 day book, you know, for postpartum, oh, 40 yeah. weeks, yep. the 40 weeks is really good book for yep. women to read for that postnatal recovery. It gives you the idea that that fourth trimester is is just mm. as important as all the others. Yep, no crazy diets because that's the thing. Like, if you want to feed your baby, you, you can't be in a calorie deficit because it's you're <laughs> it's trying to look after you and provide nourishment for your baby, and it's not going to happen. So that's another thing. Like, depending on how long you want to breastfeed for, is dependent on when you can go in a calorie deficit, right? So if you do six months, 12 months, I don't know. Like for me, I'm doing minimum six months. And again, breastfeeding is another thing that people don't talk about. They think no. it's all easy. And I've even had a breastfeeding consultant come in to see me because she was, I I feed her laying down. That's mm. our thing. I love it. And she was a tiny baby. And when I, um, as she was growing, because she was quite long, as she was growing, she started crying a lot more at the boobing, fussing, and I didn't know why. And she wouldn't latch anymore in cradle when we'd go out because I wasn't taking into account her length growing. So I wasn't changing her coming down further. She was coming up yes. here. Her feet would stay here, but her head would come up. And so I wasn't pushing further down. And so we still have a bit of troubles with the cradle because we do lay down all the time at home. Um, so it's something that both me and her need to work on again because we used to do it quite a lot at the start on the breastfeeding pillow Um, and I love it it's honestly I'm so grateful that I can breastfeed her Um, and I can see why mothers do it for so long probably not like I wouldn't do up until some ages but I just feel like it is such a beautiful bonding time with them even though she gets fussy at times like she is a little fuss pot at the boob and she's just the last couple of days she's talking with her the nipple in I'm like babe you can't talk (laughs) with your mouth full darling (laughs) you can't and she's still making all these cute sounds it is it's beautiful but very grateful that I can breastfeed yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. What a lovely story. Aww. I really enjoyed listening to Aww, all, all of your walking through that. Yeah. Does it feel good to 
just really able to yeah because I actually haven't shared it on social media or publicly or anything like I get excited when friends ask me my birth story because I know when I was pregnant and that was something that I was very cautious and mindful of what I did take in when I was pregnant because I only wanted to listen to positive ones and I because I know not all of them are but like for me working on my mindset for this positive birth that I wanted I needed to keep out the the bad ones because then I would go into like oh my god that's going to happen to me and that's what Brett was really good about he's like I think you've watched enough birth stories and I'm like no 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 like I need like this one I need to listen to this because it's it's how I want to do it like so I'd try and find ones that would resonate with me on how I wanted my birth because then it would be like I can do this I can do this and that was the words I used pretty much throughout my labour was, I can do this, I can do this. That was that easy. And then the breathing. I think it's really important though, like when you are, because we all do, we're fascinated by birth when we're Mm. pregnant. And when you do, like it's a really good point that you've made is that looking for the ones that are really in alignment with you. I remember I used to watch hypnobirthing mums birthing their babies and I'd be in tears going, oh, I want that birth. Well, I didn't get my like. I mean, I always thought I was going to birth in the water, but yeah, I I'm actually happy the way it did happen. You know, yeah. like yeah, it happened so, yeah. just as it was exactly. Meant to. And that's again, it's exactly <laughs> like my birth story. Like I can't believe how wow. similar it is. Just same. My birth pool got cold. Yep. I got out. I was on the bed on my knees. Like well, I tried on the side. Like it yep. was just everything. You just relive like I literally was just in my own birth in some ways when you were sharing that as well because it just sounded so so familiar but thank you and like to wrap this up like what would be your top tip or tips to a pregnant mum in preparing for their birth um definitely prepare for the race like like I said don't just think you can turn up on the day and wing it um I highly recommend Shari's course. Like this is me just from my heart. I honestly do because I know that you do all around the world even yeah, like you do. You. But, um, you know, if it can be as little for me, like me taking away just the breathing and affirmations, how important that is to do in your labour and birth. It's so – It's everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. You no. just – yeah. Yeah, it's just learning how, like it's... And you really do give those tips, so, and tons more knowledge. Beautiful. Yeah. We might have to get Brett on to come (laughs) in and share from a jazz perspective. I know, I would would actually love to hear what he, like I hear little, when he's on the phone to people, I hear like little things about like the birth and I hear like little things that he said, but I would actually like to hear what he Oh, maybe really we could, oh, that would maybe be a good we could hook that up. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so thank much. You yes, so much thank you so much for having me, girls. <laughs> thank you. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that it's helped you on your own journey. We would love it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. To learn more about our individual online or face-to-face courses or be mentored by us for your own birth, please see our show notes for the links to our programs.